Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. It was April of 1934. The multi-state crime spree of Bonnie and Clyde ended in an ambush on a winding country road in Louisiana. The inevitable end, retribution. Here is Clyde Barrow and Bonnie Parker, who died as they lived, by the gun. The man who finally hunted them down was Texas Ranger Frank Hamer, a legendary lawman from the Wild West, a cold-blooded killer with a badge. He was absolutely determined every time he tracked somebody to catch him or her, and he was ready always to bring things to a fatal conclusion. When he was a captain with the Rangers, he used to tell his troops the best way to enforce the law is with a slug in the gut, and he didn't mean a punch. That's Jeff Gwynn, a writer in Texas and the author of Go Down Together, the true untold story of Bonnie and Clyde. We talked to him on Skype. The story of Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow, Depression-era outlaw lovers on the run, has been romanticized for decades in books and on screen, including the 1967 hit film Bonnie and Clyde, starring Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty. But Frank Hamer's life and story has largely been forgotten. Now, a new Netflix film called The Highwaymen tells, for the first time, the story from Hamer's point of view. Kevin Costner plays Hamer. Woody Harrelson plays his partner, Manny Galt. It's a classic tough guy story that stretches the truth here and there, but generally gets the characters, especially Hamer, right. Including how many times Hamer was shot. <laughs> how many bullets you got in you? Hamer does the math for a moment. 16, I think. But that was nothing compared to the number of people he killed with his Colt 45, which he called Old Lucky. He is publicly credited with 53 killings of all kinds of people who would in ranger parlance be bandits or killers. But again, the 53 just represents the ones we know about. Most of the rangers had quite a few extra notches on their guns that weren't ever reported. That's Jeff Gwynn again, and he says Hamer's story is worth telling in its own right, because in his time, Hamer was as much a legend as the outlaws, and understanding why tells us a lot about his era. He was a sharecropper, which is certainly about the hardest form of life you could find. He was not always law-abiding. When he was 19 and working at a ranch, he was talked by a couple other workers into robbing a local bank. The plan fell through, though. Hamer later told his family he wasn't interested in robbery or even the money, according to Gwynn. What he coveted was the risk, the adventure. He wanted to prove his toughness. He soon got his chance. He and a couple other people were sharecropping property. One of the folks he was working with tried to hire Hamer to kill a neighboring farmer. Hamer refused to do it, and the other guy, thinking Hamer would tattle on him, walked up behind Hamer with a shotgun and 
fired, basically blowing up the back of his head and his back. Hamer somehow survived. And when he recovers from his injuries, he gets a gun, he goes goes and finds his assailant, and he kills him. For all his legendary toughness, critics say the film whitewashes a darker side of Hamer and the Texas Rangers. Their brutality against people who weren't, like them, white. This was especially true during the Mexican Revolution along the Texas border. In hard times, they were the protection of many citizens against marauding Indians, outlaws, and sometimes even raiders from Mexico. The other side of the coin is that they were not only lethal, they were relatively unchecked. They were not only allowed but encouraged to do whatever they thought they needed to, to keep the peace. And quite often that included cold-blooded murder. But then there's this Frank Hamer. He's serving as a ranger in some little town out in West Texas. A black man had been arrested for the alleged rape of a white woman. And Hamer certainly was not fond of minorities. On the other hand, he also believed that the man had been arrested and deserved a trial. And here's this mob surrounding the jail about to take him out. So Hamer waded into the crowd. He had his gun, but he also had his boots, heavy ones with sharp toes. Instead of shooting everyone surrounding the jail, Hamer kicked them in the shins. And he was so forceful, he had so much charisma that they didn't dare oppose him. They ran away. In Texas, Hamer is a legend, but a complex one. Even as it's true that we shouldn't call Frank Hamer just an all-American hero who only did what he had to do, it's also wrong to say that he was nothing but a brutal thug who liked to murder innocent people. In the end, Hamer believed in one thing, firm justice. He didn't believe in second chances. If, If people were dangerous, you put them down. And that, of course, is what he ended up doing with Bonnie and Clyde. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.